Uh, welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. Today, in this podcast, the tables get turned. Uh, rather than me interviewing somebody else, uh, Kyle Zintars, mental health counselor and play therapist, interviews me about um, my new book that's going to be released on September 1st, Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. So I feel super grateful to those of you who've uh, been engaged in listening to the podcast because this podcast really helped me develop my ideas and get me to a place where I can put these 20 principles of parenting so that you can be the parent your child needs um, into this other format so it can be accessible to uh, many more people and, and we can get it out there in the world and we can all be the best parents that we can be. What you wrote a book? What's it called? <laughs> so I wrote a book called "Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids." Um, then the like subtitle is 20 Principles for Being the Parent Your Child Needs." Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, Can you tell me a little bit about what your book's about. Yeah. So um, I have been a play therapist for like 25 years and a mental health counselor, and I think a lot about the lessons that I've learned from the children that I've worked with. And I was a play therapist and mental health counselor before I was a parent. So I wanted to be able to share with other parents and people who have, you know, strong relationships with kids, what I had learned because it really changed the way that I was with my kids. And like, I have like still to this day, like, really cool relationships with my kids. And I don't think that's because I'm a mental health counselor or because I'm a play therapist. I think it's because of the lessons that I learned from the kids that I was working with and also having the information and structure that I did as a play therapist and mental health counselor. Overall, what you're saying in that is that you're drawing a lot of information from the different experiences, whether it's parenting yourself, um, whether it's uh, doing consultations with parents Mm -hmm. and kids you're working with, or just learning lessons from the kids yeah. themselves as yeah. well. And and what I learned as a play therapist, like mm-hmm. my, I mean, I might wind up saying this, but, oh, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, um, you know, I, I learned how to set limits with kids in play therapy is, like, if you tell them something they can't do to tell them something they can do. And then I use that in my parenting, too, and that worked so well um, for my kids and worked so well for parents that I've done consultation with. I wanted to make sure that I was able to share that. Mm-hmm. And so this, I felt like, was the best vehicle to share that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think it makes a lot of sense just because, I mean, you're taking all of your experience training, your different perspectives that people who might not go through that education mm-hmm. process, that training process, might not get access to. Right. And kind of showing it through, like, the work itself, right. but then also your own personal experience yes. seeing it that way. Yeah. Okay. Which I think makes sense. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> so... Out of all of the book choices available to you, what made you want to write this book specifically? Oh, okay. That's a great question. Um, I had written um, a number of books that are for practitioners, for other mental health counselors or people who work with children um, that are mental health or maybe even educational professionals. But this one, I thought, if we're really going to change the lives of children, I need to talk to parents about that. And, And like that, that... Um, this might sound corny, but it was like the ripple effect of that is like, uh, if we, if parents made some changes in their relationships with children, then that that just branches outward and outward. And, um, you know, just, I guess makes 
makes when people have better relationships there's so much else in the world just changes around that and so um I felt like I really wanted to get my message across to parents and 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 I guess I would say even not it's not just my message um because that's not exactly accurate it's the message of children I felt like um one of the sort of gifts I get in working with children and doing play therapy is that um I get to get a sense of what their world is like and to hear their stories from their point of view. And if I can translate that into like the adult world and adult language and as a parent into parenting, then um, if I could share that, then that, then that, then, then their message would um, be shared with parents. And th- and that's where the difference gets to be made. Mm-hmm. So even in that, it's not taking just um, your adult perspective on things. So even though you've gone through the training, it's still taking into consideration all the stuff you know as an adult and things you've learned, but it's saying kids also have lessons, and until we see it that way and pay attention to it, then we can actually, like, absorb some of that and see it. Right. Like, that children know more about kids than... Mm -hmm. Uh, adults, you know, mm-hmm. like kids know more about kids than um, we can ever as adults. But I think the translation into like, well, then how do you use that as a parent and how do you mm-hmm. use that in parenting or in any kind of engagement you would have with a child? I think that's the hard part. And I, I, and I think in this book, that's what I really tried to do is to take those lessons that I've learned about and from children and translate them into, um, language and um, context that parents um, could understand Mm -hmm. and then apply also. Sure. So making it a lot more practical because Mm -hmm. these are things that you're learning from just interacting with kids, working with kids, seeing kids kind of as they are. Um, But that's something that's useful for parents because if if they know all of that, maybe they make different choices or maybe they treat their kids differently. Yeah. And I, and the other piece of that, that I think is really important is that it's 20 principles, not 20 techniques Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, for becoming the parent your child needs. And the reason why I really focused on principles is because the techniques or the what the behaviors, the way it's implemented is going to change from the time your child's four till when they're 14 or with your first child versus your second child or with your um, one child who has um, a learning disability and your other child who does not. Like the the techniques and the how you act behaviorally as a parent, that might change, but the principle underlying it will not. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was really important to me um, to establish, like, right away in the book um, as a foundation and also just the way that I want to, that I want to talk to people about um, the book in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So what I hear in that, too, is a lot of uh, allowing parents to have their own style still. Yes. It still applies (laughs) to them and how they want to be a parent Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, And that's why principle makes more sense than this is a guideline. This is what you have to follow right. exactly to a T. Yeah. There's no way that that would work. Yeah. Um, not for us as parents, because we are all going to have different styles and we come to it with different traditions and knowledge and expertise mm-hmm. also. Um, and then the same with our children is that they're, we can't raise them each the same exact way. And mm-hmm. so those, if we allow those principles to guide us, and I think that that's a way better word, um, then I think we can, there's, 
it allows for the idiosyncrasies of parents, of families, of culture, of children, all woven in there together. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I'm excited about. Right, right. <laughs> and I mean, in a way, too, I mean, seeing it through that way, some of the lessons that kids have to teach us seem to be more universal in mm-hmm. that way, and that can be applied through whatever lens you're looking through. Right. So that way, it stays open. It's yeah, not yeah. Narrow like, for example, much. one of the parenting principles is don't ever embarrass me. Mm-hmm. And um, and that looks really indifferent. Look, what looks really different is how you would embarrass your child if they were eight than if again if they're older if they're 11 and so just recognizing that something you do when they're eight like kiss them goodbye typically won't embarrass them but if you do that when they're 11 and in front of their peers Mm -hmm. that may and so that you have to be flexible and make adjustments as a parent too um, to allow the principals to really kind of do their thing Mm -hmm. yep definitely makes sense as well all right. Um, so I think the next question that to follow up all of that, because I think we kind of are touching on it, but what are you hoping that parents actually walk away from your book like having? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, one is that um, that they have a sense of a child's perspective. Um, I think that's like a hard thing to do as a parent, on, like every day, all day. Um, but to but to be able to even sometimes just see the world from your child's perspective, I think um, helps you parent in a way that's more thoughtful and also more takes into consideration more of what's happening in the relationship as it's happening. And so um, that would be, you know, certainly that's one of the things that I think can really come out of the experience of this book. And The other thing that I wanted to add is that, like, the book is not just, like, you read it. (laughs) There are, like, uh, exercises and activities in it for parents to do that are are mostly of a reflective nature so they can, like, really process and think about and maybe even feel about some of the principles in there so that they can then make decisions about how they want to implement that principle, what it will look like in their family with their child. I don't know if I answered the question, Kyle. I think so. I mean, you're saying basically what you want them to take away is kind of like a confidence in using some of what they're learning um, to help inform their their decisions as a parent. And I mean, it it sounds so much like mindfulness, like being mindful to catch those little moments in the the moment and then to be able to respond to it differently um, instead of just using those um, taken for granted, like reaction things that we all have. Yep. Yeah. So I would say like the sort of the royal takeaway would be that um, parents would feel confident about their parenting and connected to their child. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you are confident and connected, that that changes how your it it changes how your child acts without you having to do something. It's Mm -hmm. about and I like that you just use the word mindfulness because it's not about and I I say this in a number of different ways in the book, it's not about what you do with your child, but how you are with Mm -hmm. your child. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think that makes a lot of sense too, because it's, if the connection is there, so the child feels comfortable enough to bring you whatever. Right. um, And then you're confident enough to know that you can handle Mm -hmm. that situation. It's going to avoid a lot of messiness that comes up when it's like reaction or emotional response to something. Right. Right. And then they're also confident in you. And, and that's one of the, the most important things. And I, I know as a, you know, a mental health counselor, 
play therapist yourself, like one of the things that we all know um, is true for every child that we see, but also every teenager and every adult, is they lack consistency and stability. So another one of the principles has to deal with how do you create consistency and stability in your child's mm -hmm. life, even when the rest of the world or even your life is chaotic. How do you do that? Um, and it's, it's kind of that same piece of the puzzle is that if you're able to feel solid and grounded and confident in your parenting is that your child will feel solid and confident mm -hmm. <laughs> and connected mm -hmm. um, and, and a sense of stability in you, but also in themselves. So I think that, you know, the takeaway is, um, is that we, we have to do some work <laughs> with ourselves to be the best parents we can be, but that in and of itself will make, allow your child to be the best person they can be. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. <laughs> um, so an on-the-spot question that kind of popped up as you were saying that is like, I can't help but think that you must have learned this from your own parenting experience. So like, is there a specific principle that comes from your parenting that you were like, I need to include this because it's it was important to me? Okay. Well, there's, so there's actually two. There's um, one that um, I, I think I've known all along, but it really, as I was writing, um, it really got illuminated and that was actually not from my own experience as a parent but my experience as a kid mm. and that was um you know i have perfectly flawed parents uh and and they passed that down to me because i'm a perfectly flawed parent as well but one of the things no matter what was going on in my parents lives and you know uh what was going on in our our greater family is i always knew that my parents loved me no matter what. And so even when I messed up, even when I did, you know, stupid things, which there were uh, many of them as, as a child and as an adult, um, <laughs> is that I always knew that um, when it came down to it, my parents had my back and they loved me. Mm -hmm. And um, and I know um, that I work with some children, with some teenagers and even some adults who don't feel that way. So that, like, I think was always kind of underlying um, how I wanted to be as a parent, but it also, I think, uh, underlies how I want to be as a person. Mm. And so that's definitely woven into the those 20 parenting principles in a number of different ways. Um, the thing that I think my own children have really... Um, taught me more than anything else so there there's an there's a principle that's accept accept me as I am um principle and so that I would say came from my parents but got uh highlighted with the kids that I work with and with my own kids the one um it's surprising to me as I think about it but the one that I think my kids really um taught me was the importance of uh this principle called um, read to me, which is really simple. And I think a lot of people um, take it for granted. And I think that's why I feel like my kids really taught me about that was because I think I've taken that for granted um, as a parent that like that reading to them was just it's good educationally, you know, like that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But some of the things that would happen when I read to my kids were one is we were usually in close proximity. So it was like, um, a very like physically affectionate time. Um, and then just seeing their little faces <laughs> and how they would engage, you know, engage in that. Um, it, it really was joyful. And I remember when they 
um, were learning how to read and they would stop and read part of the book. And so it was like we grew. And, and again, that's why that's a read to me as a principle, because I read to them very differently when they were two and three than how I read to them when they were nine or, you know, 10. Um, so I think that that one uh, seems so simple. And I know like when I read parenting books and, you know, uh, kind of talk to other parents and just learn things about parenting that I was like, oh, yeah, of course, of course, I'll read to my kids. But um, what the way that I talk about the principle in the book is um, how important it is for kids, like all the things they get out of it, not mm -hmm. just that they become better readers or are interested in books, but like what it really does for kids. And I think that I got to see firsthand in my own children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think there's so much value in that because there's, it's time where your full attention is dedicated yeah. to this activity together. Yes. And it's not about like um, being distracted together, but separately. Right. You're both kind of involved in that yeah. process. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think back to like giving my own childhood, being yeah. read to or like sharing stories. That's yeah. That was the excitement of it was just right. you're with your parent or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, you just get to listen to a story together and yeah. just be there yeah or and and make one up and mm -hmm. you know so there's yeah. that there's that creativity part of it mm -hmm. and and you know as you were saying that I was even thinking it's like at some point um the read to me changed into I would read recipes to them mm -hmm. you know and so then we would do some we would do something together mm -hmm. related that was related to read it you know but it all started with the reading part so um so I just think like that Again, it just sounds so simple. And I think a lot, if you looked at the, like the list of the 20 principles and a lot of them I've talked about like on my podcast already, but if you looked at the list of the 20 principles, you would go like, oh, <laughs> those are so easy. But, you know, <laughs> one of the things about that, that I think is really important for parents to know right off the bat is that they look easy, but it's harder than it looks. And parenting is harder than it looks so that these principles even though simplistic in like the whole idea of it it's the application of it that's that's really tough to do and it's they're tough to do consistently and so you know one of the things that I would really ways that I would really like parents to like read the book or use the book or be connected to it in any way is in a way that they're really accepting of themselves about that um, even as a play therapist and um, person who thinks a lot about parenting is I make a mistake as a parent each and every day of my children's lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Right, right. Well, I think that, I mean, knowing you and knowing mm -hmm. your style of going about like, talking about parenting and even just working, being with kids in general, it seems like that is such a key factor in it is just being okay with yeah. being with them. And not feeling like there's some um, added obligation. Because I think that's what adds so right. much stress to people is they're like, does this, because they're acting like this, does this mean that I'm a bad parent? Yeah. Um, because I'm reading them a story and they don't follow along, does that mean <laughs> right. that like, I'm not teaching them what yeah. I need to be teaching them? And yeah. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. So I almost see that as the opportunity of, instead of viewing reading to them as this practical, like, I'm a teacher now. I have to read it to Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually even talk about just what you said. is mm. like, what if your kid gets, um, like, they're not into the book? Or what if they start turning the pages before you finish reading what was on the page, which right. was something my kids would do? <laughs> or what if they rip the page when they're, right. you know, really little and you should probably still be on board books? So um, I talk about some of the challenges that are sort of, um, par and parcel to mm -hmm. um, to um, 
like living out the principles that's some and I think that's what gets in our way as parents mm-hmm. is like okay I'll read to my child so I have to read this book and I have to read it completely and I have to use special voices right. <laughs> like no 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 <laughs> that's that's not what's important to your kid right. so um being able to recognize and I think that's the part that makes us parenting book different and what I really wanted to share and obviously I get excited about (laughs) is that like what we think is important from like our adult lens is not necessarily what's important to kids and that's the lessons that um, I've learned um, in my education and training as a play therapist and mental health counselor but what I've mostly learned from the children that I that I've worked with Mm -hmm. which is why we need lessons (laughs) from them (laughs) that's right exactly (laughs) right that makes sense (laughs) So I guess the the last question I would have for you is, I mean, what was the hardest one for for you yeah. to, to use? So for sure, the most difficult uh, parenting principle, and I uh, and, and I share about this in the book why it uh, was so difficult for me and still is, is um, show your kids it's okay to make mistakes. And um, I think like saying that to my children was really easy. Like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Everybody makes mistakes and learns from them. Um, (laughs) But I didn't show them that. And it's the showing, and this is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the showing to kids that really matters. So like you can say, um, I love you no matter what, but if you don't show them, I love you, I'm not, no, if you don't, show them I love you no matter what, it's not going to work. And the same is true about the mistakes. So if you tell them you don't need to be perfect, it's okay to make mistakes, you have to show them that. And um, I remember like making a mistake with my daughter, and I I go into this story in a little bit more detail um, in the book, where I didn't tie her shoelace correctly, and then I said out loud, Um, that I made a mistake. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, honey, mommy made a mistake when I tied your shoe. Well, everybody we saw that day, she'd be like, hey, my mom makes mistakes. And then she got on like this mistake making frenzy with me where she'd be like, oh, you just made another mistake, mama. You just made another mistake. And I was like, (laughs) shut up. Um, And, um, and that really, uh, that, you know, like that jarred me because I'm, you know, I'm, um, I, I have a tendency to be uh, perfectionistic. I think our culture like super reinforces that. Um, but that is something that being a play therapist taught me. I just, uh, uh, which I was for oh, five, six years before I was a parent. And I knew how to do that in a play therapy room, but I didn't generalize it to my life. And so, you know, when I'm teaching, um, new counseling students or new play therapists, how to be, one of the things that I, you know, tell them all the time is, um, you, it, it's okay to make mistakes in the playroom or in the counseling office and highlight them because then you are demonstrating to your clients and the kids that you're working with that, um, that you're human, <laughs> that, that you make mistakes and that, um, that you accept you. Um, but you have to really do that. And I was able to figure out a way to do that um, in the counseling office, in the playroom, therapeutic playroom, but I didn't take that anywhere else. And so, um, like literally anywhere else. And so, um, I had to learn how to do that. Um, I had to learn how to do that as a parent. And it's something I have to practice every single day. My daughter's 18 years old and still practicing that. Um, so I think that that for me, uh, was the most difficult um, parenting principle and still is the most difficult parenting principle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think uh, makes sense in our cultural atmosphere as well because it's so hard to 
let your guard down. Mm -hmm. Like you've worked so hard to be like good and an expert at some things. And then all of a sudden you have to take that. I'm going to screw this up a lot. Yeah. Mentality, which (laughs) isn't easy. Yeah. And, and I think also, um, that culturally we have a tendency to blame parents for Mm -hmm. anything that's like even a little bit, and I don't know another word to use for it, but a little bit off in your kids. So if your child has a learning disability, we blame that on the parent. If your child is short, we blame that on the parent. If your child is throwing a temper tantrum, we blame that on the parent. If your child stole a pack of gum, we blame that on the parent. And so, um, I think that um, given that, you know, as a society, we really blame, we're, we're into this blaming and shaming mm-hmm. of parents is that then that leaves parents feeling like they have to be perfect. And, you know, that's just that it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, so um, and again, that's why I felt like it was so important to use principles instead of specific mm-hmm. techniques or um, behaviors that parents can do. So if you follow the principles, there's no way to do them perfectly. There's a way to be excellent at them, Mm -hmm. but there's no way to do it perfectly. So I think in some ways um, it was really important to me to take some pressure off of parents um, because that particular principle was so difficult for me 